to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. We got the three billion in Bitcoin. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 306 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along. If you're new here, we're all about randomness, technology and life. Half hour weekly podcast brought to you from New Zealand in our amazing podcast studio. Yes, and um, we have to have to say something about the election now, um, the US election, because we can't go past it. But I have promised Sam that I won't go on about it. Plus, I think I've already upset some people uh, in previous uh, episodes talking about it. So all I want to talk about, uh, actually, I won't bother with the hand sanitizer. That's boring. But I do want to mention that. Um, What's his name? It was uh, Colbert had John Oliver on the show. Oh, right. Like, on yeah, the Colbert yeah, show. Yeah, okay. cool, and cool, it was cool. Into, well, it was like, yeah. um, what do you call it? On Zoom, because yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, socially distanced or whatever. Um, but basically, he, they were talking a bit about the election, waffling on a bit. And he goes, well, it's not like elections in the um, UK. I guess you guys down go down to the pub. And if you ask for a pickled onion, you know it's you want to vote for that guy. Or if you want a, a, a green egg or whatever the hell it is, you, you vote for the other guy. And they were laughing about that. But then he said, so, but is there a much difference? And Oliver didn't really have a rant, but he basically said, which cracked me up, and I don't think um, Colbert got it. He goes, well, if we go and vote, it might take 10 minutes, maybe 15, usually five. Yeah. Not yeah. four hours. If we had, and because there's stories of people waiting four to six to eight hours in the of States. Of course, of course. And you need goes, to vote. You if need we to- had people waiting that long, like... No, that wouldn't happen. It just would not happen. And of course, my my experience was, yeah, I, I didn't. Even, I don't think it was even two minutes for me. Uh yeah, my, they. It was. It was more time just making sure that they were checking the book and crossing me off that I was there. Yeah, that's the longest time. Yeah, yeah. and no one nobody was, in line. No, there's well, no was, one there. Uh, it was a bit of a line as I was walking up, but they all went to. Thanks. And when I got to the front, uh, like when I got to the point, it was like straight through there. I I had to um, hand sanitize and get a pen. And then you got a free pen this year. Oh no! No. You said you keep the pen. No, we we don't want them back. I had to put them in the box. There was a big pile of used pens. Oh, she says, he, he says uh, to me, I you get a free changed, pen yeah. this year because of coronavirus. Well, well that's what I <laughs> thought was I was going to... crappy gonna, pen. <laughs> I know, yeah, it was terrible. I thought I was going to get a free pen. Uh, I think it just uh, highlights, uh, we just don't realise how lucky we are here. We don't need a social distance. Yeah. We can rub up against all sorts of people randomly. And uh, voting's pretty easy. Yeah, anyway, so that's... What's been okay, happening? I talk about anything else. Okay, um, so... Hit us with the uh, amazing news... Improv Sunday. That's the one. That's what I thought you were angling for. So my improv class, my last improv class was yesterday as we were um, recording this. And so if you're listening to this on Sunday as it comes out, if you're listening to this first thing on Sunday. Uh, That'll be Sunday the 8th of November. Yes. I know uh, some of you do. 6 p.m. will be uh, the thing. Get there before 6 if you want to come along. At the Meteor. Yeah, at the Meteor. It's called uh, Improv Sunday. You can go to the Meteor and uh, book, or you can just turn up and pay 10 bucks at the door. And I will be performing. And I am going to... I am going to push this a little bit. Uh, I'm a bit ambivalent, right? Because I'm a little bit actually scared for people, <laughs> for people to come and see me. 
But at the same time, uh, we want to fill the house a bit. So I'm going to be on stage performing improv um, games, basically. So is it your whole class doing the whole thing that we've seen sort of previously? Yes, pretty Because previously much. they only had like four or five people on stage, eh? Yeah. Um, so there's, there's, there's one this or time. two of us that don't want to do it and won't okay. be doing No, no, there. that's fine. So there'll be, I think there's going to be six, six, six of us. Very good. Ish. Um, but yeah, it should be a lot of fun. It yep. has been good. The last session we had last yeah, night, how'd, how'd I was that go? pretty happy with it. Um, although I was the keenest. I'm like up for everything. Um, Is, do you think everybody- he, was, he was a bit upset that people weren't like jumping up because we're in chairs and he goes, was everybody- right, I want three people for this game. And I was like, was everybody's else's enthusiasm slowly waning? I or think were they just some, tired or what? I don't know whether they're a bit tired because we didn't break this time. And also, I think some of them might be a little bit nervous. And I think some of them were just being polite and they didn't want to just keep jumping to their feet. But I think that's part of the image you want to be jumping to your feet. Anyway, that's cool. I'm looking forward to it. If you can make it, if you're in Hamilton, come along. It's going to be great. And of course, next week, I'll tell you how amazing or not it was. <laughs> and, then, and so will Sam, because he's going to be in the audience. And then I'll tell you what it's really like. <laughs> Yeah, Sam's going to be in the audience. Um, and you can drink, so uh, that'd be great. <laughs> Excellent. I can roll down the hill to home. Yes, literally, we live just yeah. by this place. Uh, very good. Uh, somehow I have... Oh, there we go. Hey, uh, what's a death cafe? You put it here. Who, do you go there to die? Or no. do they give you food poisoning? No, it's what's going on? it's a thing. And I just wondered why you thought about it. Go. So it's, uh, it's a non-profit type thing. And they've been doing them live, but now they're doing a lot more in... Um, Zooming. Zooming, yep, yep, uh, because of the COVID thing. But death cafes were just a thing to get together with people and talk about death. And where's this happening? So, well, Everywhere? Dunedin, yeah, all around the world. Oh, and, but- and, and when I was Googling it, I was like, Dunedin Death Cafe. I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> um, so oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's like any a meetup thing or whatever, but you just talk, talk randomly about death. And I think it's good for people who are grieving, but with the whole COVID thing, yeah. uh, particularly in other countries, not so, so much here, obviously, um, it's been coming more and more popular and it's just a Zoom call. And I'm thinking, I might be... I, when I wrote it down, I was like, if I've got the time, I'm going to see if I can hook into one of these Zoom calls and yeah. just see what it's like. And it sounds a little bit weird, but at the same time, I get it because we just don't talk about it. And Not it's in this the, Western culture. Yeah, and it's always the things we don't talk about that screw us up, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true. Um, whether it, that's a health thing or, a you know, whatever. Uh, I think every now and then, I think they do it here, and I'm sure they do it in Rotorua, and I'm sure my mum told me about it as well. They do the tour of the crematorium and stuff. Oh, right. And they, you can go on a public tour and they explain the whole process and what happens and what you can expect and all of this. Because I think, on one hand, it's good to know that. And on the other hand, they are, like, mildly trying to sell you a service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, interesting. I think it's good. Uh, some people, I think, I don't know. Sometimes, yeah. No, it's always interesting to think about that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. not in a bad way. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, you don't want to be obsessive about it. No. But once in a year, that or, or something along those lines, it wouldn't be bad to. Uh, That's right. I've got uh, I've got eight more years until my midlife crisis, <laughs> age forty six, and uh, should be good. Hey, uh, real it's estate. Eight, why is age forty six? We talked about in a previous episode. Forty six is the average age of a midlife crisis. You've already been through yours oh, several times. Um, <laughs> 
one of them uh one of them led to this podcast being made <laughs> hey um you the, the, i read this title and then i had to read up about it and i'm assuming this happens everywhere but i don't know new plymouth building owners have to pay 500 bucks a year to rent air oh is that the building thing above them no it's the overhang onto the street oh really yeah so they've it, it, it equates to 33 square meters above the footpath and the council agreed to give this building on 25 Dawson Street a 50-year lease for that. Um, and they'll be paying 535 bucks plus GST. Uh, and it requires that no person may occupy a road, reserve, park, or airspace above a road, reserve, or park for any purpose. Unless they've got the special encroachment license. Uh, they get about 3500 a year from 10 airspace leases. In so, total. So what does that allow them to do? Put those awnings over? It's the, literally the it's literally just the, yeah, like an overhang of a building. That's it there. It's like nothing special. Uh, so I'm wondering if Hamilton Council's missing out on something here. But I suppose their stuff goes over the, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Because look at uh, that. That's the road. It's not like anything's really going to hit it. It's just no, a no. thing. Um. It's interesting because uh, in Wellington, when you buy a building, because I had some friends that were going to buy this building and and um, they were pitching in together to buy a, a fairly big building in town, but it, you know, it cost millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was like, why does that? Why is that worth it? And they were like, oh, I think we. And somebody outbid them. They're like, we can't understand why this guy outbid us. And then they found out why. Because all the buildings in, in in Wellington, anyway, this is, again, a council thing, I think, have an air thing above them, how tall they can build. Oh, okay. And you can sell that off. Oh. So if you've got 100 feet above your building, yeah, which you, you can sell that to another developer who can make a taller building using that license. So your building has will never be able to go taller than it is, but you can oh. sell the air above your... And make some building, make some coin. Yeah, and so they did that and used that, and that made the deal like viable and really profitable for them. Oh. And so my mates were all like, "Oh my god, we need to know about this now going forward." And this is this is I don't know, fifteen twenty twenty a wh- years a ago. while ago twenty years ago because it's before oh, wow. I moved up here. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah. Hey, uh, I see you've got the sausage king got murdered. Now I read the headline. I saved this last week but i can't really remember what the deal was okay so there's two things here because the first thing was i'm going to read the bbc news which was pretty crappy uh i think okay. the way this is written because it goes um vladimir marigov murdered russian sausage king so that's he's right called the sausage king he's an oligarch that owns a meat factory meat processing yes uh, killed right. in a sauna with a crossbow that's right. I remember the crossbow Vladimir bit now. Murugov and his partner were in an outdoor sauna cabin when they were attacked reportedly by two master assailants. The woman managed to, the woman managed to escape through the window and call the police. Detectives found the body of Mr. Maragov, who owns some of Russia's largest meat processing plants, in the sauna with a crossbow next to it. Yes. That's not accurate according to the other story. Because then I'm like, was he caught? Killed by being bludgeoned to death with a crossbow? Or, or shot was with he shot bolt. with one? Yeah, okay. Anyway. Um, Did you find out? Well, yeah, because a later story. Because Okay, so that's already, like, titillating, right? Yeah, I'm all over it and getting tingly. Yeah. It gets better. So, uh, an investigation into the crossbow uh, murder of the Russian uh, sausage magnate has taken a bizarre turn as police searching 
Yep. Well, they're searching for now. Not a one-armed bloody man with a crossbow. Okay. Sorry. Uh, it, 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 uh, the Guardian just tried to stop me from viewing this. And- They'll do oh, that. Gosh. They'll do that. Anyway. Um, all right. So it's taken a bizarre turn. It's police searching the suspect's home for the clue. So they found a suspect. Oh, yeah. They yep. got him in custody. Yeah. They found in his car the crossbow and a few extra bolts, which leads me to believe he was shot with the crossbow. Yes. I think it says he was shot in this okay. article. Uh, plus two masks. Oh. The guy hasn't told anybody who the other person was. But then when they went to his house yep. or his flat or whatever, investigators, um, okay, as police searching the suspect's home for clues, instead found a man handcuffed to a bedpost. Oh, he wasn't expecting the police to come round and find his... No. Uh, no. Either hostage or sex slave. I'm not sure which one. Investigators said the man whom they described as a pensioner was being held captive and extorted to sign over his apartment, because this is a big thing in Moscow, apparently. Oh, okay. Indicating a wider criminal ring behind the grisly murder of oligarch Vladimir uh, Malagov. Police have ex- uh, arrested two suspects in connection with the Sausage King um, and has prompted um, comparisons. Um, but another suspect's Remains at large. Marigoff, 54, and his partner... Oh, yeah, no, it's not what I want to talk about. This is There's another thing here which I thought was hilarious. Uh, investigators have arrested one of the two suspected attackers. A representative for Russia's investigative committee said in a statement that he acquired the crossbow in a shop in Moscow and directed blah, 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 blah. That's not it. Where is it? I uh, believe He may you. have been under the influence of a psychotropic uh, substance. The man was later identified by Russia state media as Alex, Alexei Zavgorodny, mm. a lawyer best known for representing representing a notorious mafia hitman in the 1990s. The contract killer, Alexander Solonik, was better known as Sasha the Macedonian for his superior marksmanship with pistols in both hands, which in Russian is called the Mar- Macedonian style. <laughs> Oh, okay, sure. I haven't heard of that one before. <laughs> Good to know. Solonik was uh, linked to dozens of killings and escaped from a prison three times. Basically, this is a movie. This whole story is... <laughs> it pretty much is. They should it just be making awesome. it now. Someone buy the rights. Yeah, yeah. Get onto it. Freaking, it's crazy. Anyway, that's the Sausage King. <laughs> uh, it's come out today that uh, Denmark will have to cull almost its whole mink population. And we did talk about this before, eh? Did we? I don't know whether we talked about it on the podcast or I just talked about it to you. It literally came out today. I and know, I haven't this was spoken two, to two you. Two months ago. Okay. I, I um they they were talking about minks being able uh, being very uh, susceptible. They can both catch it from humans and give it to humans, which is unusual with the animal population. But the only thing You're that talking was about COVID, eh? COVID. Because yeah. you didn't say that. Yeah. 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 Good. Um but the only thing that was maybe going to save some of these mink, which probably isn't really a thing that's going to save them, was they're like, we should be not be killing them all. We should be using them for testing because if they can catch in the strains we catch, <laughs> we should be using them to test these vaccines on because... Hello. Well, well, they've found a mutation of the coronavirus that's uh, going to be stronger than the current strains. And uh, they're just like, nah, up to 17 million they're going to cull, crap. which is a lot. And now they're quite worried about what other animals are passing this around, potentially uh, household animals as well. Mm. Damn. So, yeah, it's a lot well, of... Well, just as well our cat, my cat died. Of course, yeah. I feel safer now. That's right. 
<laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> oh, have you seen? So um, there's a picture there, um, which you can't miss. Mm. And then there's a an additional picture. I'm just going to open it. It's it's a picture of a, a no standing on the toilet and, and a tick for sitting on the toilet. Yes. Uh, the, the, there's some signage has been putting up next to that today. Dear customers, we've replaced this toilet seat three times in the last four months. People are standing on them, which are not designed to withstand. We have ordered a more robust solution, which should be here in a few weeks. And the toilet seat is cracked right uh, in the big front. And this is at your work. This is at my work. Yeah. So the other day, uh, this is about a week ago, Don was, um, Don, Don works here. And he wanted to use the loo. It's a public loo just inside the door sort of thing. Yeah. And he he started heading that way. And this Asian guy just looked at him and looked really worried. And he wasn't sure what was going on. And he thought it was a bit dodgy. And, of course, he was thinking shoplifting mm. or something. You know? And then Tom goes into the toilet and there's crap. All down the back of the, tw- oh, all over the system, all down the back, oh, no. and the, there's footprints, like oh. footprints on the toilet seat. So he seat. slipped. No, he just squirted when he was standing on the toilet taking a crap. Oh. Yeah, no, those signs are quite uh, common if you have Asian people around. Really? They have um, to be told not to do that because obviously they're used to just squatting in a hole yeah, or yeah. whatever. So, Because, you know, I... Did I ever tell you my story about having to squat in a hole? I think you have. It yeah, sounds yeah. vaguely familiar. It's not that important, but it was no, like, no, we, I, yeah, we, yeah. we got uh, to the place I was staying in Morocco. Yep, that's right. Late in the mid, oh, three in the morning after having a, a broken, de- you know, flat tire and being stuck in the mountains and all sorts of, it was the end Hi of an jinx. adventure. Um, and um, Sid Mohammed's mum um, uh, let us into the house and, you know, early hours in the morning. She goes, oh, you go wash your hands uh, in there. And there's a little cupboard under the stairs. And I go in and there's a hose, a little hose um, to wash my hands out. And then there's this tile, tiled floor with a tile, one single tile with a hole and um, raised foot pizzas where you put oh, your yeah, feet. Yeah. And then you do your and business. And I was like. Oh my god, I I can't do this. I'm going like I, I didn't need to go to Lou. I just washing my hands. But I was like, oh my god, I can't live here. I'm going to have to. Get yeah. It. But she had they had a toilet somewhere else, so that oh, was well, all right. Okay, yeah, it was cool. okay. But yeah, yeah. No. So uh, I'll hope that fixes it, and I hope you get a good solution. Yeah, I just that cracked me up. I I hadn't really come across it. I do remember my boss when a, I was a kid saying uh, the Asians sit backwards on the toilet. Oh, I haven't come across that one. But I've got a funny feeling they've got those signs in the toilets at Hamilton Gardens. Oh, okay. Or something similar. There's some weird thing going on. Okay, it's not as amazing as I thought. No. Do you know what is amazing? If you're in Bali, Chris, and you go to a uh, college there called... Uh, no, if you go to the university in Tegalailang in Bali, you're allowed to pay your tuition fees with coconuts. Uh, they've start- <laughs> it's a tourism academy, and they've decided to do this due to COVID, but what they're actually doing is they're taking the coconuts and they're teaching the students basically on how to do uh, uh, make virgin coconut oil. And it's a business. And they're sort of training them on how to use natural resources that they have available to make a product and then sell it, which is pretty cool. And so these kids can rock up with uh, coconuts, moringa leaves and go-to cola leaves. And they produce herbal soap and uh, the virgin olive, uh, coconut oil. Okay. But different, they sort of thought, yep, why not? Oh, that's pretty cool. That's, so that's a good, good story. Um, but I was on the uh, topic of bathrooms before. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a family stunned to discover that their bathroom mirror 
belonged to the French Queen Mary Marie Antoinette. Um, How did they get onto that discovery? Well, so like, you're like looking at this mirror all the time, and you're like, "Damn, this mirror looks old." No, well, the plaque might have given it away. Oh, what? On the back, though, or on the front? <laughs> no, it's on the front. Well, how's this a story, then? <laughs> no. Who cares? So the, the, the owner of the mirror had inherited it in 1975 from his grandmother, and the deceased lady had received it from a friend. Yeah, okay. This ancient mirror had a plaque on it that says, This glass once belonged to Marie Antoinette and was purchased at the sale of Napoleon's effects. However... Um, the owner considered that was for fun and probably not true. So for oh, forty years, okay, okay, I see. For yeah. forty years, yeah. they've been uh, using it to brush their teeth in. Yeah, in the bathroom. And they're just like, oh, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever. And so, anyway, you know, check this thing out. So one of these uh, auction houses, and they're like, "Yep, nope, that checks out." These How much is it worth? Please tell me some silly figure. Is it's it- not as much as I thought, to be honest with you. Oh. 20,000 pounds. Oh, okay then. That's it's still right. a bit of a windfall. Oh, actually, yeah. i got a story about that. So, yeah, no. Yeah, that's, that, that was oh, pretty that? much it, yeah. Uh, just talking about windfalls, TAB had to do their biggest payout ever to oh, some really? guy for the Melbourne Cup. So this dude... Oh, I can't remember where it was in New Zealand, but he's been playing. He's been going to TAB for 25 years. They all know him. Lovely local. I assume he's an old guy. I'm not 100% sure. I think he put 120 bucks down in total, but the bet that he put that won uh, was 30 bucks. And for 30 bucks, he had to pick the, I don't know, something four, something to do with four, whatever. $1.16 million. Wow. They had to pay out, and they had to go through their records because they were like, we don't think we've ever paid that much out before. And everybody at the local TAB apparently said, real nice guy, you know, couldn't have gone to a better guy. But 25 years worth of betting, I wonder how much money he's given them over the years. But I don't know, because I'm assuming he's there betting on stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and he would have won bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, very cool. Good good on him. Good good on on him. him. Uh, Do you know what else is pretty good? No, tell me. In the Netherlands, this guy crashed his train. That doesn't sound good, does it? Oh, yeah. Did you see the picture? I see the picture. Because I thought about putting it on here and I didn't. But carry on, tell me. No, yes. So this uh, dude crashed the metro train. It shot off the end of... uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that city's name. (laughs) Um, But it it shot up the end of the track where it normally has to stop. Which is raised above the ground level. 10 metres high. uh, And normally he should have plummeted to the end. But there was a giant whale tail sculpture at the end, and it sort of landed on it. Uh, the driver has not been named for some reason, uh, but he was able to empty the train by himself. And, uh, yeah, it's called Whale Tails. And, uh, yeah, so there's there. two tails on either side, and it just happens that one of them now holds up a train. That's right. Um, uh, how lucky is that? And, like, you took, look at, take a photo of it, because uh, I saw the photo through Twitter. Yeah. And it looks like it, it's a sculpture in its own right now, because there's a train on top of it, a whale tail, which looks like, hmm, that's interesting. How did that get there? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that would not have ended too well, I don't think. Oh, if that tail wasn't there. There's no. the shot from the other side. Oh, I would well, have landed no, on that. Like, if it fallen down there. That's the other photo. But um, oh, I, I, I saw another angle altogether, basically looking up at it from the Oh, wow. The but road. yeah, I reckon yeah. Uh, he's, he's lucky. Lucky, lucky. So if oh, yeah, absolutely. Top, All of them are lucky. So life pro tip there. If you're driving a train and you're going to crash, make sure there's something there to catch the train just in case. <laughs> hey, this. Don't crash the train is, is the tip. 
Yes. Sorry. Oh, is it? No, no. That, that's a, that's a normal... You may no, not no. make the news or, or the Chris and Sam podcast if you don't... But don't be tempted by that. Just because you get on the Chris and Sam podcast, don't go around crashing No, that, see, that's a normal tip. Life pro tip <laughs> is make sure that the sculpture's there, okay? There's a difference. Subtle, subtle. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you have a... If, you, if you're a doctor or you're listening to a doctor and they say that the MMR vaccine causes autism and organic chicken nuggets can help cure it, right? This is what this woman's been doing. How, how much... Yeah. How much faith do you have in no, that no, doctor? Is no, that, no, is no, that the no, no, no. How much would you want to be paying this doctor? Oh, no, you're joking. So it's a private clinic. She did this on a Zoom call and uh, some uh, patients had complained and this woman who does have autistic kids decided to go undercover as such... And talk to this woman, and she was like, yeah, it's caused by the MMR jab and, um, you know, organic food, including organic chicken nuggets, will alleviate symptoms. How much are you paying this amazing doctor? Per per hour. Per hour. 100 bucks. 210 pounds. Oh, my God. So that's happening. I'm so bad at stuff. I really should charge more. Oh, I'm only yeah, charging I, 75 bucks an hour for some training that nah, I'm doing it should be at, 200, at the end of the month. 200. Holy crap. And uh, the only other thing I've got for you, Chris, here's part of our science science section of the podcast. These guys have uh, made some super white paint. What, what do you mean by super white? Oh, I'm trying to wait for it to load because <laughs> it's the world's shittest website. Look. Okay. Uh, no, so they've made this paint that's super white. It's whiter than normal paint. You can paint it on something and it'll keep surfaces um, up to 18 degrees Fahrenheit cooler than the ambient surroundings. Uh, most normal paint can only reflect 80 to 90% of sunlight. This stuff can reflect 95.5% of sunlight. They said if they painted this everywhere, it would actually make the earth go cooler. Um, they said it's cheaper to produce the normal paint. Uh, you can use it everywhere. You would you need sunglasses everywhere? That's what work? I was thinking. It doesn't say that. I'm just like imagine yeah. that you're driving. What's that? Oh, it's the oh you, hangovers yeah. would be debilitating. <laughs> You'd never leave the house if you they, had a hangover. No, that's right. <laughs> so they said it's compatible with regular commercial paint fabrication processes. And uh, here's a video that I haven't watched. But anyway. Uh, interesting. If it, you know, nice and simple. Well, I definitely can see the point of that in in hot climates, which let's face it, in 20 years, 40 years, we're all all going to be in hot climates. Um, like, so I lived in Spain and, you know, there's a reason why in the med and all that sort of thing, all those houses are white. That's right. Because for exactly that reason, it cools it down. And so, yeah, obviously in those sorts of places, yeah, you absolutely need it. Here today... I'd be like, what, what What? bounces the rain off? Or could it evaporate the rain before it hits me? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's what we'd really like to get rid of because it's been a gross day today. Yeah. Oh, it's not too bad. So that's all I had actually for this uh, amazing episode, Chris. That's all I had as well. Um, but yeah, if again... If- oh, actually, no, sorry. I will mention that I am uh, the Scarecrow. If you're a patron, oh, yes, yes. if you're a patron, uh, you would have seen the photo that I shared of the Scarecrow that we were talking about last week. I did... Did win uh, first place in the family category, so it's an award-winning scarecrow. 
Uh, people really liked it. Lots of photos. People, it's still at the Hamilton Gardens, if you're there. As far as I understand. For another week or Dan, so. Yep, should be there for another week. I haven't seen it down in situ. I've only seen it in the garage. So uh, I'm going to, I want to go and see it before I forget. It's probably um, falling to bits with all this rain weighing it down. It, yeah, it might not. Yeah, not, may not weather and, uh, that so well. But uh, uh, later on uh, this week, we are going to attempt to uh, make this queen-size bed a lot smaller. Oh, yeah. To get in s- the car. <laughs> you got a chainsaw or something? No, I don't no, was, anyway. no, I don't, no, the chainsaw will get caught up in the fabric. Yeah. That's right. We'll get there. We might post that on our Patreon feed. Can't we just have a bonfire out in the front? It's Guy Fawkes tonight. We don't have the space. Otherwise, yeah, it'd be all for it. Just well, we can go across the road down by the river and just oh, in the car park and go, oh, and then if the cops come, we'll go, these teenagers, we just chased them off. They were starting a bonfire. As we were trying to make it go. Oh, yeah, and then they'll go, oh, I listened to your podcast. I know it was you. <laughs> Someone's listening. Uh, hello, new listeners. Yeah, I uh, won't be doing that. All right. Okay. Uh, no, so until next time, uh, we will see you uh, around on the podcast streaming ear face thing. Whatever. I've lost the plot now. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.